Roadman, let's do it again. It's stage 14 of the Giro d'Italia. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is the big one, stage 14 from Citadella to Mont Zoncalong, 205 kilometers, taking us to the top of the famous, fabled, sacred mountain in cycling. We've seen some great riders winning up there from even Basso to Chris Froome and Marco Pantani's pulled out rides back in the day. But today it was an unknown kid. Lorenzo Foranato from Contador and Basso's team, Elo, uh, that took the race. And it was massive surprise winner of stage 14, 25-year-old Italian Grand Tour debutante winning on the Zonkalong after being in the break all day. It was a brilliant fairy tale ending. That's what we're going to talk about today and the GC battle. Before I dive into all that, let me remind you about Patreon. Just a subtle plug about Patreon. It's how we support the, pl- the podcast. So please, if you haven't subscribed already, please head on over there. It's patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. Make a small donation to the podcast to help keep the show on the road. Well, let's talk about Lorenzo Fortunato. So he said, and even to be commended further for taking an interview in English a language which he's not a native speaker in after the race as a young kid. He said in slightly broken English, but we'll forgive him for that. I'm very happy for today. The team is the best. And in my first attacks, my teammate Albacini was with me in the breakaway. The breakaway went easy all day, but at the start of the Zonkalong, I attacked, stayed behind Tratnik. My legs were very good, and I'm very happy. And I'm sure, like, for an Italian to win on Zonkalong, his team manager, director is Ivan Basso, who has previously won on Mont Zonkalong. Covid restrictions eased, and so the Italian Tafosi, there was a thousand of them allowed onto the climb today. And that's why we love cycling, you know. And it's a cliche, but without the fans, there would be no cycling. And we've had 12 months of those, you know, quite draconian Covid restrictions. And now the fans are back. And I know even at one point today, it was we did stupid italian fan almost pushing uh lorenzo off the bike uh, as he was you know biggest moment of his career and he nearly knocked him off the bike but it's almost what makes it so special it's that no barrier between the crowd and the rider and it's unique you know if you go to a football match there's hordens there's security guards the same in any you know stadium sports but the fans can just get up so close and personal and obviously we've seen was it two three years ago with superman lopez from astana and the fan pushing him, knocking him off, and uh, Lopez punching the fan. We don't like to see that. That's when it spills over. But it has that potential, and I think that's what makes it so gripping. That was from a big breakaway he won today. And uh, I kind of fancied George Bennett. I was down the Irish pub here in Girona last night, and I was chatting to a random Kiwi lad who knew nothing about cycling. And it, this had only happened in Girona and knew nothing about cycling he's like oh, one of my buddies uh george he does a bit of cycling he's, he's into it he's into it more than most he's doing the he's doing a trip in italy at the moment as like is he doing the giro 
and it turns out his mate was George Bennett. He was doing the Giro and in the break today, and George Bennett wound up seventh today, and he was actually my tip for a long time out of the break. I thought it was a perfect finish for him, but alas, it didn't happen for him, so uh, the drunken lad down the pub will be no doubt disappointed. Um, that was a nice little, uh, nice little random tangent. Uh, Astana took it on themselves today to do all the riding and I suppose Vlasov will feel a little bit like he's let the team down tonight at dinner Vlasov, team leader for Astana the big GC threat to Contador and Astana tried to ride and I'm not sure if they're better off leaving Ineos to ride or Ineos are so strong and they have a group of riders who they're going to conserve for the hill anyway and they have a group of riders, the rollers, who they're going to let ride on the flat. So by Astana taking it up, they've maybe, you know, they've ditched a few of the Ineos helpers, but they still have the climbing guys who they've held back. So, you look, it's six of one, half a dozen of another, whether it was the right thing for Astana to take it up. It gave Ineos a day off, the rollers anyway, because Astana took it up all day, into the base of the climb, hard all day. And, you know, obviously in the end, it didn't work out when the shit really hit the fan in the race today, the big GC attack that we seen was uh, Simon Yates. And there was only one man who could follow Simon Yates and it was the best bike rider in this race. Maybe the best bike rider in the world at the moment. Egan Bernal Gomez. And yeah, he followed Yates with seeming ease. And then he whacked him with about 500 meters to go. And he took more valuable time in GC, which I'll go through in a second. But what I found interesting was, uh, a rider who's fallen apart completely at the moment and I don't want to be too critical of him because he's a great talent and he's come into the race way overhyped in my view it's Remco Evanpaul he's calling Joe Almeida back on the climb you can see him on the radio calling Almeida back Almeida's sitting up I don't know what this is about there's no advantage to calling Almeida back at that point the road is so steep there's no aero advantage. Honestly, I think it would just annoy me if I'd been dropped having another teammate around me that's waiting for me. Uh, there's talk of Almeida leaving at the end of the season, so maybe it's a it's a bit of a flex of ego from Remco to say, look, I'm the boss, you wait when I say wait. But I just don't see the benefit. On a climb that steep, you're not getting an aero advantage. There's no idea of tempo setting when it's 20%. It's in the last few Ks, so for me, it's it's either team orders or Remco throwing a little stroppy. Don't know, I don't know. Uh, in the finish, uh, to run through the, the, the gaps at the front, obviously aren't too important. We had uh, Fortunato winning in a time of 5 hours and 17, which is in itself barbaric to be finishing up in the snow and the clouds after 5 hours and 17. We had Jan Trapnik, who looked like for a long time from Bahrain victorious. I heard today that... Uh, Bahrain Victorious, the Victorious part of that name is named after the sponsor's horse, that it's not actually a, a brand, that it's just the owner's horse. Not sure the truth of that. Someone might hit me up on Instagram DM, roadman.cycling, and let me know the truth of that. Uh, we had Alessandro Covey from UAE coming in toward, then we had the real battle. We had Bernal coming in fourth, Molomaz out with a break in fifth, so don't worry about him. But with Bernal finishing at 143 and Yates finishing at 154. So he's taking 11 seconds on Yates, which is, you know, it's it's pretty big, but he's put damage into the rest of them. Like right now, the GC is Bernal. Yates is a minute and 33 seconds back, but he's climbed up to second. Caruso, who done a ride today, is only 151 back. Vlasov's at 157. Hugh Carty's at 211. 
Bookman's at 236. Ciccone, who I tipped for a podium, never liked him. Good, <laughs> glad to see him falling down to seventh. The little prick. He's down at 303. And Remco Evanpaul completely falling apart. He is at 352. I don't see a point now in Joe Almeida riding for Remco. Quick step aren't a team that ride for a top 10. Let Joe Almeida go on hunt stages. He looks like he has legs. He looks like he's coming strong. Simon Yates looks like he's coming super strong as well. So, you know, we might see a very exciting last 10 days of this race with Simon Yates. Hopefully he can push Bernal and give us a bit of entertainment. But I'm not so sure. Bernal just looks calm. He looks composed. And after the race, he said, of a good gap, but you need to be calm. Anything can happen in the Giro. He's just, you know, I say it every day, but he's so humble and so likable. Tomorrow, it's a little bit of an intermediate stage tomorrow, kind of squeezed in between two days in the high mountains. You might see a breakaway going the distance. It's stage 15, 147 kilometers from Grado to Groziazzi. Roadman, I'm looking forward to that one, but today's Zonkalon stage was epic, and it's definitely one that lived up to the fabled reputation of Mont Zonkalon. Roadman, enjoy yourselves, ride safe, and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's Anthony again. Really quick, I want to invite you to join arguably the best thing I've ever put out inside the Roadman community. It's a challenge. It's a challenge called the 14 day kickstart challenge. So regardless of where your fitness is at right now, this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner. I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.